Welcome to the Blue Roads Changemaker podcast. This is the audio version of the show On Your Own Terms that airs first on the Win Win Women Network. I'm Patty Talbot, and this is the place where we learn together what it takes to change the world on your own terms and in your own special way. Today, I have with me a new friend, Beth Hendricks, who I met on my trip to India last month. Beth is someone I didn't know until this time in my life. But now that we've spent about a week and a half traveling together and having a big adventure together, I feel like I've known her for quite a long time and like I have made a lifelong friend. Beth and I learned, as you often do when you travel with people, a lot about each other about the things we love, about the things that are important to us, and also about how we handle situations that we're put in that are sometimes uncomfortable and unexpected. What I learned about Beth is that she is a committed educator who has valued her own education and has shared her enthusiasm for the work that she does in business and marketing, and these days as a passionate advocate for mentoring because mentorship is something that's made an important difference in her life and something that she uses to make a difference in the lives of those she comes in contact with. It's something that she values. It's something that she knows when it's good and she knows when it's missing. So I welcome Beth today to share her homegrown solutions for this patchwork world and how mentorship can make a big difference for both the mentor and the mentee. Welcome, Beth Hendricks. I was born in Rexburg, Idaho, and moved back to Rexburg, Idaho, actually kicking and screaming. I went, didn't want to come back here, but it's been great. And I was greatly influenced by my father because he was a rancher and a farmer, got up at 4 a.m. every morning to milk the cows and enlisted in World War II to, but before he could actually be a pilot, that's what he was training for, the war ended. So someone said, you should go to law school. And here he was, a rancher, farmer, knew nothing about law school, applied and went to law school. And here he was with all these people who had grown up with attorneys as fathers and judges, children, and he was so intimidated. And he said, I'm maybe not as smart and don't have that pedigree, but I can outwork them. And that has been my philosophy. I can outwork them. So everything I have done, I have tried to do that. So my people are people who want to work and who work hard and do a good job. And so I decided to go back and get my degree, my master's degree, when I had three children and I'd wake up at 2 a.m and do my homework after I get all the kids to bed and help them with their homework. And I had a female mentor who told me, oh, you'll never be able to compete with the men. And I thought, oh, just watch me, just watch me. <laughs> and so I was the only one in the class because this was in the 80s to get my MBA. And I was typically the only one who was a female in the class. But I ended up with the highest GPA in straight, straight 4.0, and was nominated to several national and regional honor societies because of my grade point. That's my background. And I expect that of my children and of my students that I used to teach. 
And that has helped me to branch out and start. I never really had great mentors and especially female mentors. I had a female, she was the dean, and she told me I'd never be able to compete with men. She also told me that I'd have to prove that my children wouldn't get in the way, which was so bizarre, and that she was always putting me down. And finally, when I went to interview, they asked her, why don't you want to hire her? And her excuse was, Beth dresses too nice. That was the only thing she could come up with. So I just thought, why was she so opposed to me? And was it jealousy or was it she didn't want another female to show her up? I don't know what it was because, again, I was in the business department, very few women. So I decided after all of these female mentors were not very good, and the only mentor I had that was really good was a male mentor, that I wanted to do research on mentoring. And to find out if it was that was true from other people. So I decided I was going to create, first of all, on my area of expertise, which is marketing and advertising, because I had a, an epiphany about that. You really don't need a degree to do marketing and advertising. I started doing leadership seminars, right, when COVID hit. And with these leadership seminars, it just broke my heart. It was for women. And they felt so stuck. They just felt stuck. What if I can't do anything with my life? I'm miserable. I'm on a job that I can't stand. My husband doesn't make a lot of money. I'd like to subsidize. And so when sitting home, when COVID shut down my leadership seminars, I started thinking I could put together a course that teaches people about mentoring, but also about marketing, that they wouldn't have to go back to school. It's the quickest way to a career. So that's what my course is all about. So showing up in the world, I am trying to teach pe people and especially women that they can have an amazing career, make very good money, and also be good mentors for other women. So that's my goal. That's what I'm working towards. And I hope I'm doing a good job of it. In fact, I just have to kind of toot my own horn right now. So I just got this magazine from the university that I graduated from and that I taught at. And my sister called me and said, Beth, you need to read about this young man. He wrote about you. And look what it says, mentoring man. And so in this article, he said, I had amazing experiences with professors, especially one other teacher and Beth Hendricks, who mentored me. The common thread through all of my experience with mentors at BYU-Idaho was their genuine care for students and their willingness to wholeheartedly put things aside and really listen. They really see who you can become and want to help you become a better version of yourself. The experience was priceless for me. Now I worked in Silicon Valley and that was my experience. I saw these other teachers who would say, Beth, you spend so much time with these students. You travel with them and take them to competitions and I don't want to spend that much time with students. I just want to go teach my class and go home. And I thought my most cherished experiences were getting to know those students one-on-one -on -one and having that kind of interaction and listening to their stories and trying to uplift them. So I just had another young man contact me. I think he was from Zimbabwe. 
And he said, I just don't know what to do with my career. And so I was giving him some advice. And finally, I just wrote, you need to change the world. <laughs> it made him stop. And he said, what? And I said, you need to go change the world. How can you change the world? So he has he still keeps writing me and asking me, well, how can I change the world? And I said, you've got to figure that out. And I'll be glad to help you. That's my goal is to mentor. So that's how I'm showing up. So from my research, what I did was I sent out a survey. It was a convenient sample, but I did get some really good responses back from my survey. And I asked the participants through a Qualtrics survey what they found with their best mentors. And most of them said that they wanted them to be successful. They could tell their mentor wanted them to be successful. And that was the top reason. And I left it open too. So I gave them categories, but then I also left an open area where they could write in. And every one of them mentioned, my mentor wanted me to be successful. Now, the, I also asked, have you been a mentor? And the mentor said, I asked them, now, why was your experience a poor experience? And they said, because the mentees did not want to be successful in the organization. It's got to go both directions. The mentee has to want to be successful and the mentor has to show them that they want the mentee to be successful. So my favorite quote, and I, this is my mantra now, is from Michael Nichols. And he said, I discovered several years ago that true success is when your successor is more successful than you. And so I use that with my kids too, because my kids are so much more successful than I am. And they've done so well, they make more money, they've got better careers. And so I say, does that make me mad? Does that make me jealous? Heavens no, I just love that they're successful. So in every organization, that needs to come through. And the other thing that I found through my survey was jealousy. It kept coming through that mentors were jealous of their mentees or vice versa. We can't have jealousy in organizations. If one person is successful, why shouldn't we all be happy for them? And so we try to lift and strengthen our mentees and they in turn, because we call it reverse mentoring. And I asked them about reverse mentoring because as far as technology is concerned, my kids teach me, my students teach me. That's reverse mentoring. Even though I'm older, I may have a higher de degree as far as education is concerned, but we do reverse mentoring and we try to build that success. That's very important. When I was in college, I would keep going by the semester abroad office. And I was a junior at that time and already deep into my studies in business, but I kept going by this study abroad and it had a study abroad to Israel. And I thought, oh, I would really love to do that, but that's crazy right now. My mother wanted me to get married. <laughs> All of a sudden I just thought, I need to do this. I need to go to Israel and talk about diversity. That was the best education I could have ever gotten. I got 21 credits in things that didn't help me at all because I was already into my major, but it was the best lesson in diversity. And now I listen to things and about Israel and it's the melting pot of so many religions and so many cultures. And so I try to jump on those opportunities. So the way I met Patty was we were given the opportunity to go to India. And I thought, 
I have to do this. And the reason I know I have to do it was because Patty and I are, we have a lot of differences, but by the end of the trip, I felt like I knew her, that we had known each other for years. And so it's that diversity that makes you better. It makes you understand people. And that's what I found even in this, in my mentoring research was that diversity helps you grow. It helps you become a better person. It helps you understand the world. Now I understand the conflict in Israel. I understand the Jews and the Muslims and why they have conflict because they both love that land. And so it's really helped me. So I'm from Rexburg, Idaho. If you've ever been to Idaho, it's not diverse at all. It's very generic. We're all the same, the same religion, same ethnic background. And that's why when I retired, I thought, I have to get out. I have to get out and move my message out. First of all, you can have a great career in marketing without going to school. Secondly, mentoring. We've got to get back to mentoring. And I think we've moved away with that, especially since we've been working from home. We really don't see other people in our organizations. This has given me an opportunity because when I had my first son, I had to take him to work with me and put him in a little closet while I was working because I was the only one that understood the accounting program that the company was using. And now look, I can talk to our friends from India who still message me every once in a while. It's amazing. We have these great opportunities to move out and understand different people. I'd like to go out and speak at conferences. I was actually asked to speak at a conference, but again, it got shut down during COVID. So I'm really trying to build that base to move out and how would I like to see the world be made better? I'd like to go to these leadership conferences with women. And yes, they're frustrated. But after I help them, I would love to hear from them say, I had this amazing career. And I'm able to do this for my family. And I'm able to help my husband or my partner or whomever enhance their career because of what I've learned from you. And I hope that I have more people right and say, thank you. You mentored me. You took the time to listen to me. And now my life is better. And that's really what we all should be doing, right? Is making other people's lives better. And so with that, I really hope that's what happens. Now, going back to my mentoring, because even in my research, I tell students in my course about a mentor I had. And he was very different from me. He, it was a man. And from my research, people, I asked them, how do you describe yourself or how do you identify yourself? And so I asked that at the very end, male, female, or non-binary. And then inside the research, inside the survey, I also asked, who were your best mentors? And I thought it was interesting because those women who identified as women thought their mentors were other women. Those men who identified as men thought their best mentors were men. But mine was a man and he was amazing because he would say, Beth, in fact, he came in the second day after he hired me, came in, sat down in my office and said, Beth, how can I make you successful at this job? How can I help you to become successful? Why that fell off my chair? Because my last department chair, I could have been dead in my office for six months and he would have never known, never contacted me, never came to my office, came to my office one time to chew me out. But otherwise, 
he never even called me, never answered emails. But this other man who was my mentor, he did management by objectives. And management by objectives are, you have the overall company objectives, right? And then you come in with your employees or your mentees, and you say, what are your objectives? I'm pretty ambitious. And so I would always set my objectives very high to meet the company's objectives. And at the end, he would reward me. That's how I get paid. And, and then he'd give me these opportunities that were amazing. So it goes back to what I said about the survey. He wanted me to be successful. I wanted to be successful. And we were not alike at all. I would have never thought that I would have just adored this man. But I cried when I left the organization because of him. And that's where I want to be. I want people to say, she helped me feel better about myself. She helped me see things that I have never noticed before. And she wanted me to just, again, change the world. Women need training on mentoring. I think we're petty. I think we have this feeling that we need to outshine each other. And I was over a young women's group. And I just thought, because I don't have daughters. And again, I grew up in a male world. I worked for my dad at his law office. He was my role model. I have only sons and a husband. I was the only woman in my classes. Then I was the only woman in my department. And all of a sudden, when I was with this youth group, these young women, I thought, they are so to each other. They're so petty and so absolutely mean to each other. So I think that women, we need to do a better job about that. Women need coaching and teaching on mentoring. Yeah. Two yeah. women that I went to India with, Patty and Lynn, have not been like that with me at all because I was the new one. And both of them were so good to say, okay, this is what would work for me and let me help you. And that is just because everyone will say, what was your trip like to India? Let me tell you about Patty. Let me tell you about Lynn and how great they were to help me and coach me along because I'm totally new at this. I haven't done podcasts. I've only been in the classroom and I retired before all of this online really came through. So I think we could all do a better job and clap and applaud for each other. What if we tied the success and pay in a company to that relationship? So I'm assigned a mentee and it's not what I get paid, but if I train my mentee, we both move up rather than, oh, dang, I have to take on this. What if I'm the CEO and I say, okay, I'm going to assign you to a mentee and you have to help them become successful and you're paid. What I would like you to do now is definitely go and take my class. And it's under Beth Hendricks Beyond Marketing at thinkific.com. So if you go to thinkific, you should be able to find it. Or if you look up Beth Hendricks Beyond Marketing, the thinkific is a classroom platform that I have. And I would love to have you take my course. The second thing is I'm on LinkedIn. Beth Rigby Hendricks. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. And I would love to get your ideas. And I would even love for you to take my survey. I have it posted on all of my social media sites. And I would love to come and speak at conferences. So if you have a place for me to speak about marketing, advertising, mentoring, 
that's what I would love to do as well. And the other thing is, I would love to get your ideas because if you offer MBOs, Management by Objectives, to your people in your organization, that, again, sets the standard from the company's objectives, and then you let the employees set their standards. And again, those successful kinds of people that you're not going to hold them down because they're going to come up with their own objectives. And you've got those people who are anxious, but oh, can't really do anything because this is where the company is set that top tier. Let them fly. Let them totally fly through that. And then the other thing is, I would love to know your ideas. I thought about what if a company comes in and says, I'm going to assign you to a mentee, but your pay is going to be based on you two together. That way, I'm not going to say, oh, dang, I've got this millennial and I have to have a, I have to be a mentor to a millennial. I'm thinking, wow, I really have to work hard to get this mentee up to where they need to be successful then we'll both be successful. And the pay could be based on it, your place in the organization, your advancement. I think that would be amazing. That was my idea. And I would love to institute it. But I'd love to hear your ideas as well, because I will include that in my research in my course. And I will make sure that I cite you as your ideas come through. Thank you so much, Beth. I know that our audience today has learned a lot from you about what it takes to be an effective mentor and also what happens when we possibly drop the ball. Mentorship is important for all people who are trying to make progress in their lives, but we can do it well or we can do it poorly. When we do it well, we have the potential for rippling out and making the world a better place through our legacy as someone who makes a difference for someone else. That legacy could be positive with positive mentorship, or it could leave something lacking and leave our mentees in a position of floundering. One of the things that I believe so deeply is that when women show up for each other, not in competition, but in collaborative relationships where we're genuinely cheering one another on, and helping each other be successful and taking joy in one another's success, the world becomes a better place, not only for women, but for our children, for our students, for our colleagues, for our neighbors, for our friends. That's how the world is changed when we show up in all of our best beingness, doing the best we can, being generous in the relationships that we share with others and reflecting deeply on what we learn through those experiences so that we can intentionally and consciously reflect our best intentions out into the world and help others to do it too. In addition to following Beth's work at the links that she shared and possibly taking her course and soon tuning into her own show on the Win Win Women Network, I hope you'll also follow my work at Blue Roads Education where it's my goal to celebrate, support, and cultivate Changemaker U through my Changemaker Circles, through my course Changemaker U, through the bevy of courses that I have available to you that cultivate each of the 16 attributes that all Changemakers share, and through CU Rise Coaching, where my work is to help you overcome anything that's holding you back so that you can see yourself rise into your fullest potential as a courageous change maker, making the world a better place 
on your own terms and in your own special ways. Next week, we will feature another powerful woman changemaker. And in the meantime, I hope you will be grounded in your beingness, guided in your doingness, generous in your connectedness, and inspired in your reflectiveness so you can consciously change the world on your own terms by showing the world what you stand for. I am Patty Talbot. I'm always learning, and I know you are too. Thank you.